Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The 2021 MLB season is here, and although the seats may not be full, your bankroll has the chance to be. Ray Hoops Peterson has you covered for every game, every day this season, along with comprehensive analysis and angles for getting to the window while celebrating the walk-off winners and blown saves of what will be a wild season. Now it is time for the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson. Former Philly Low, welcome to Lobby Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson, we've got a tremendous podcast for you. In the second segment, our good friend over there at VEASAN, Jeff Parles, he's going to be joining me. He holds it down every Monday through Friday, helping out with a numbers game, which you're able to hear that 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time, if you're looking Pacific time, 7 to 9 a.m. He does the producing over there, and then on the weekends, he does the VEASAN Bet Center, which leads into the Greg Peterson experience, which you're able to hear if you're out there on the East Coast every Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 4 a.m. Eastern, so we have some fun with that. He always brings it. We're going to be taking a look forward to Game 5 of the World Series and just what we can expect in general from a Game 5 and if we wind up getting anything more than a Game 5 as well. And then in the final segment, going to give you guys picks and analysis for Game 5 and a little something like, I'll touch them all first things first. Always love to be able to answer Twitter questions on this podcast. If you got one or two ways to be able to fire those in, first one is my Twitter timeline, at GUnit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M. They mean does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Did not wind up getting in any Twitter questions today, but we are one 
win away from the Atlanta Braves being able to clinch a World Series. So let's take a look back at it and try to find out how the heck this happened. What happened yesterday? Let's go around the bases and find out. Thanks to the pace of play being hellaciously slow, I have to do this while the final is not quite yet set, but looks like the Atlanta Braves should be able to take this one as I'm doing it. It is to 3-2. You've got a couple outs in the bottom of the eighth inning, and for the Houston Astros, it's just been a myriad of missed opportunities for them. I believe that in the first seven innings, they wound up stranding 11 men on base, and the pitching has actually been relatively solid for the Astros, so you did wind up having Mr. Christian Avier, who I have no idea why they wound up sending him to the bullpen earlier this year instead of letting him go as a starter. He gives up those back-to-back home runs to Dansby Swanson along with Ode Soler in the seventh inning. Zach Greinke was able to start the game off with four scoreless settings. Ryan Sanek, a scoreless setting. Brooks Riley, Phil Main. They combined to go in with Rayleigh getting credited with an earned run surrendered and then Ryan Presley was able to give you outs in the 7th and 8th innings and then for the Atlanta Braves. Do not know who wanted pitching in the ninth inning but you wound up having Dylan Lee get the start. He wound up leaving with the bases loaded and only got one out. From there Kyle Wright was able to work his way out of it. Goes 4 and 2 thirds innings. Gives up just one run. Now he was dodging a whole bunch of bullets and he did wind up giving up a home run to Jose Altuve along the way but in 4 and 2 thirds innings gives up 3 walks, 5 it and only gives up one run. Give him credit. He was able to strand him on. Luke Jackson, Tyler Mazik, Chris Martin from there all give you a scoreless setting. So that's what we wound up seeing in Major League Baseball on Saturday. Now let's take a look forward to Sunday and let's just take a look at how this series might be playing out in general as to do that we are going to be inviting on our good friend Jeff Parles of the Vegas Sets and Information Network and that comes your way next right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast with myself Greg Peterson. Greg is calling in a pinch hitter from the Overtime Network Hotline. And we're back to Lovey Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Craig Peterson. It is always great to be joined by this guest as the man is doing terrific work over there with the Vegas Ads and Information Network. Every Monday through Friday, you're able to catch him on a numbers game as he's holding it down with Gil Alexander. You're able to catch that from 7 to 9 a.m. Pacific time. If you're out there on the East Coast, that is 10 a.m. to noon every Monday through Friday. And then on the weekends, he is doing the VEASAN Bet Center. And every Saturday, he is the lead into the Greg Peterson experience as he is doing that from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. if you're out there on the East Coast. As it is our good friend Jeff Parles joining me on the podcast. And to be able to follow Jeff on Twitter, and is that his name, Jeff Parles. And that is Jeff spelt with a J, not a G-E. I always have to make that clear because we always need people checking out Jeff and all of his great work and Jeff always a pleasure my friend thank you Greg as always good to join you buddy it is great to have you aboard and it is great that we've been able to see some tremendous baseball action just all season long but things are getting a little bit airbrained right now as we're doing this it is just before first pitch of game four we wound up seeing Dylan Lee get the start for the Atlanta Braves in game four and game five you got to figure it's whoever did not wind up going out of Drew Smiley along with Kyle Wright. You're able to throw in there Tucker Davidson as well. And it just really makes this handicap with game four and game five a little bit correlated. Like I mentioned with those three gentlemen, whoever did not wind up going in game four are going to be the guys that you've got to expect in game five. And it just makes things very fascinating because if it wasn't for the injury to Charlie Morton, he would likely be getting the start here to oppose from Rivaldas who wound up going in game one. But by and large, you take a look at the Atlanta Braves and I think that you've just got to be handicapping the guys that don't wind up going in game four in this point out of Drew Smiley, Kyle Wright and Tucker Davidson, because it's pretty much going to be all hands on deck 
from game four to game five and tell you why I end up getting more into normality with Max Fried in game six. Here's the thing, Greg. Max Fried hasn't pitched particularly well his last few times out. And the Braves' bullpen games have been astonishingly good so far this postseason. Again, with a bullpen that was a little bit questionable throughout the year, had its ups and downs. This bullpen has been absolutely tremendous. Obviously, Madsik has been great. Will Smith has been unhittable this postseason after being really just mediocre most of the regular season. So look, I'm not overly concerned about the bullpen game in game five. I'm not concerned about any bullpen games moving forward for Atlanta. My big concern more than anything is just will they run out of gas? And we obviously saw in game three, you had a no-hitter going through five innings, and Snitker pulled this starter right away after five innings, which, again, I don't know if that was the right. It ended up being all right, but, again, it's tough to see a guy with a no-hitter get pulled in a World Series game. And, quite frankly, that very easily could have been a no-hitter because the one that busted it up was uh, really just a bad play by Rosario in left field. He probably should have made that play to get that out. But, look, I'm not overly concerned about Atlanta using the bullpen game moving forward. And if you're looking ahead to game six, look, Max Reed got pretty well hit around a game two, didn't pitch well in game five against the Dodgers. You got to wonder if Max Reed has anything left in the tank at this point. I'm right there with you. What I think is going to be so interesting is just taking a look at some of the bullpen pieces of the Braves moving forward, because you mentioned Tyler Mazik, how he's been able to perform. We wound up seeing it when Charlie Morton wound up going down with an injury in game one. A.J. Minter was able to cover two and two-thirds innings, and you have to wonder if that's going to take a little bit of a toll on this Atlanta Braves bullpen because I was one of the people I wound up questioning Mr. Snicker, the fact that he winds up taking out Ian Anderson when clearly he had a little bit more in the tank. It wasn't a situation which Ian Anderson was going to be coming up with men in scoring position with two outs or anything like that. It was a case in which he just wound up getting pulled because he felt like pulling him. So I do question if that might wind up catching up with the Atlanta Braves a little bit more as the series goes along. Again, Greg, that's the main concern. The main concern at this point is will the bullpen run out of steam? And guess what? If Atlanta finds a way to finish this in five, we're probably not going to have to worry about that. But look, as we've seen throughout these postseason games, Greg, let's go back to 2016, okay? This is the one that is the telltale sign where everyone got overused in that series. And by the end of that series, David Ross was homering off of Andrew Miller, who was completely unhittable at the beginning of that postseason. And Rajay Davis was hitting a homer, obviously one of the most famous homers in World Series history, that amounted to nothing in the end for Cleveland, off of Eraldis Chapman, who was completely gassed. So you just have to wonder, if this series extends, if this gets to six or seven, and I expect this series to go back to Houston, I think the Astros will get one of the next two. And of course, we're recording this before Game 4 has even started. But, Greg, that is it for both sides. Do the bullpens and do the guys who are pitching every single night in the series and every single night throughout the postseason run out of gas. It's not just Atlanta. It's Houston, too. Again, that's the big concern. 2016, that's a pinpoint. That game seven was everyone was so gassed at that point that we obviously got that wild 10-inning game that amounted to the Cubs winning their first World Series in over 100 years. I certainly don't think you're going to be getting a ton of length out of pretty much anyone moving forward in this World Series, aside from if you wind up maybe getting a Game 7 and Ian Anderson has been arguably the best starter on both sides as far as this postseason. Look, Valdez is the only guy on Houston that can give them length. There's no arguing that at this point. If Atlanta ends up winning this World Series, that Lance McCullers injury in the D.S., is maybe the biggest moment in this postseason for why the Astros end up now with a world championship 
and why Atlanta does, because Houston misses him horribly in this series. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And to your point, I do think that this is going to be a series that winds up going at minimum six games, if not seven, as we do have Jeff Parles of Easton joining me on the podcast, because I wound up liking Atlanta in both games three and in game four. But here in game five, I take a look at it from Rivaldez going up against the bullpen game of the Atlanta Braves. I think that this is going to be the Astros' best chance at a win moving forward here in the postseason because you mentioned Max Reed, the fact that he has not looked sharp in his last two starts. By the very least, I have a whole heck of a lot more faith in him rather than Luis Garcia. And Garcia wasn't necessarily too bad. you got to figure that if he winds up pitching again, it's probably going to be in a game seven. How they're going to be able to cover game six, that is going to be a little bit more of a roll of the dice because it certainly has been just tough for this Astros team in general. But I take a look at this spot, and I do think that Valdez has a very good shot in game five. We're doing this without any lines up right now just because we don't know what the Atlanta Braves are going to be doing in game four. But I take a look at it, and I think that you're going to be getting a six or seven game series. And to your point, with these teams just getting gas in general, I think runs are going to be a plenty these last few games of the World Series. Yeah, look, Greg, that kind of goes back to my point earlier, where as this goes along and the bullpens continue to get used, and look, Greg, major league hitters are obviously the peak of the profession. When you see a guy so many times in a short period of time, he kind of loses his advantage that he has in the beginning of the series. So, look, I agree with you, especially if there's still eight and a halves, which we've seen a lot of eight and a half. We've seen some nine. I don't think we see an eight again in this series, Greg. I'd be surprised if we see an eight in games five, six, or seven when this is all said and done. But, look, in the end, I agree with you. This feels like an over-series. And, again, I go back to 2016. The modern World Series, and even more so than 2017 with Houston and Dodgers, that was a little bit different, obviously, because Charlie Morton came in in Game 7 and just put the clamps on the Dodgers for good in that game. But I think you're just going to start seeing more and more high-scoring games. And also, too, Greg, you touched on it earlier, there just aren't the elite starters in this series like there were in those other series. There just aren't there, especially if Max Freed is going to struggle like he has. And again, that Charlie Morton injury, if Atlanta can't close this thing out, at some point, Morton's injury is going to rear its head if this series extends to six, and se- six or seven games. So, yeah, I agree with you. I would not bet an under the rest of this series, which probably means all these games will be 3-1. to one now. <laughs> Of course, we're going to have Jose Urquidy, if he winds up going in, say, Game 6, being able to provide, like, seven shutout innings because that is just the way that it goes, as we do have Jeff Parles of Beeson joining me on the podcast. And it's just one of these things in which I think that when you take a look at betting the World Series, it's really hard to do much a couple hours before the game even because we saw prior to game four, about an hour or so before Jason Castro winds up testing positive for COVID-19. Now, fortunately, as we're doing this, it appears as though nobody else has been affected by this. We are probably going to be getting a little bit more details as the night winds going along post-game, things like this. But it certainly is just so fascinating in general because with the Atlanta Braves, like I said, as we're recording this, there is no set starter for them. So it has been one of the strangest World Series to ever handicap just because you cannot bank on who is going to be going out there and pitching on a night-in and night-out basis, which I feel like is the opposite of what typically makes 
postseason and World Series baseball great because typically you've got these bona fide starters. Typically, you know exactly who's going to be going on both sides. This World Series has been the complete opposite. Yeah, it's part of the reason I haven't betted much, Craig. It just has been really difficult. And really, this whole playoffs has been kind of difficult to handicap. Really, Greg, the only result in this entire postseason that played out the way that I thought it would, especially like if you're going series by series, was really the two Astro series on the AL side. I thought they overwhelmed the White Sox, which is exactly what they did. And I thought they would, in the end, overwhelm Boston. And with some help from our guy, Laz Diaz, in Game 4, as soon as that call was missed, the floodgates opened, as we know. So it's been a very hard postseason, especially handicapping individual games. And it's a really tough World Series. And look, maybe at the end here, we catch a little bit of a break. Like we said, these pitchers get fatigued. Totals keep getting dished at 8.5 as opposed to 9, which I think is probably the proper total, regardless of who's starting the rest of the way. Maybe take advantage of that. And to your point, being able to take plus money on the Atlanta Braves this postseason has also been yeah, that's very... Worked. That's worked. <laughs> yeah, that has been very, very good to me thus far. So I have certainly enjoyed that. And all season long, I've enjoyed you joining this podcast, Jeff. I know you're doing terrific work over there at Beeson, Monday through Friday, holding it down, helping keep Gil in line on a numbers game. And then on the weekends, you're doing a terrific job with the Beeson Bet Center. So let the good people at home know what you've all got going on in general and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, Greg, at Jeff Barles on the tweets, and as we were recording this, Greg, it's a shame that people can't get the blooper reels. I now officially can say that I was on the losing end of an all-time bad college football beat. Oh, uh, you had, so, you had so, Florida State plus nine and a half. No, I had Florida State at halftime, so I had seven, so which was a worse number than the nine and a half, which I will say, ten was out there most of the week. So if you got nine and a half, you kind of – you kind of got what you, you got there. Unless if obviously you got a nine and a half in game, then you deserve better. And Mike Norvell should have to pay out all the Florida State tickets and all the under tickets, which I would argue the under going down in that game was more ridiculous than Florida State going down. That was just a house of horrors if you Horrible. wound up having the under. <laughs> or if you wound up having Florida State in any capacity. Because even if you wound up getting the push here, you deserve to be getting to the window to be able to get actual money rather than just getting a refund on that. So we got that going on. We probably deserve a little bit better with information on the World Series as well, but we, but that's where I come into play. It's all about me and folks like Jeff Parles being able to do a good job of taking a look at things night in and night out to be able to unearth some angles, and Jeff has been able to do that all season long and has joined me on this podcast repeatedly and always brings it. So big thanks to Jeff for joining me right here on the Baseball Betting Podcast. And coming up next, it is that time of the podcast. I give you picks and analysis for Game 5 of the World Series and a little something you like to call Touch Em All. Welcome back to the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson as we're off to a quality start. And now it's time to walk it off in a grand fashion. And we're back here in Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Podcast. Myself, Greg Peterson. Always a pleasure to get Jeff Parles of the Vegas Asset Information Network on here. He brings it every single time. He's joined me quite a bit this season, and he has brought it every single time. So big thanks to him. Now it is that time of the podcast. I give you picks and analysis for Game 5 of the World Series and a little something I like to call Touch Em All. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do you note that as per usual, if there are any changes that are made to this, it is going to be listed up on my Twitter feed at JarenScorty1. Typically, I say these games, but, well, we've only got one game, so that makes it 
Very nice, clean, and easy there. But we are going to be going with 959, 960 on the betting board as it is the Houston Astros. And they are on the road facing off against the Atlanta Braves. As of right now, there are no numbers up because we just do not know the Atlanta Braves are going to be throwing out their first starting pitcher. Meanwhile, from Valdez is going to be going for the Houston Astros. By process of elimination, you're able to deduce who's going to be able to get the bulk of the innings here for the Atlanta Braves. You've got to figure that probably going to be Drew Smiley giving you like three or so innings, much like we wound up seeing in the NLCS against the LA Dodgers. And then you've got to figure that Tucker Davidson probably going to be playing a similar role to what we wound up seeing out of Kyle Wright yesterday. I think that Smiley and Tucker Davidson, you can expect about two to three innings apiece from either of these guys. If you get more than three innings from either, it is a little bit of a bonus at the same time. I don't think that either of these guys are only going to be used for one inning. And you take a look at Drew Smiley, and he has been used in a little bit more of a bulk slash bullpen role ever since really the beginning of the month of September, and he's been relatively solid in it. He has given up a grand total of five runs over the course of eight appearances, and that spans about 16 or so innings, so he's been able to do a relatively solid job there. A guy that has given up quite a bit of hard contact this year, and then you take a look at Tucker Davidson, and he's been a relatively solid starter. He has made four starts thus far this year. He's got an ERA of a 360, someone that has given up a couple too many walks for my liking, eight walks in 20 innings, so relatively small sample size. You take a look at him at the minor league level. Has been doing a little bit of a better job of being able to rein it in there, so I do think that there is some encouragement for both of these guys, but my New York play of the day is going to be the Houston Astros on the money line. I think that they do have a nice advantage with Framber Valdez and you just take a look at the way that Framber Valdez pitches home to road. It's actually a situation which he pitches significantly better on the road. You wind up seeing him in game one. He did not wind up being able to give the Astros much of anything as he wanted getting chased after two plus innings, but you take a look at him on the road. This includes his postseason start against the Boston Red Sox. A 2.70 ERA with 0.7 home runs given up per nine innings at home. That balloons to a 440 with more like 1.25 home runs given up per nine innings. So I do think that that is of quite a bit of significance. You saw it in the game yesterday with the Houston Astros. They had plenty of chances to be able to drive in runs. They just weren't able to do so. I think that a little bit of that was an outlier. This is an Astros team that going into these last two games, they had scored five plus runs in 13 out of their last 15 games. I think that you're going to see a little bit of a return to that. Meanwhile, you take a look at the Atlanta Braves and they were able to get a pair of home runs late yesterday with Dansby Swanson and Ode Solaire being able to get home runs in the ninth inning. I do think that the overall advantage when it comes to the bullpen goes to the Atlanta Braves, but they're going to have to use up quite a few bullets. I do think that the Astros are going to be able to get some length here from from Valdez. You did wind up seeing Christian Avier wind up getting used up yesterday, so that is a little bit of an issue, but the Astros, if they need to, they are able to go to Jake Odorizzi. He wound up coming in in long relief in game one, so he's someone that is relatively well-rested, is going to be able to give this team quite a bit of length. You're going to have Kendall Graveman good to go as well, so I do think that there's a lot of encouraging signs here for the Houston Astros, and got a couple guys in this series that have been able to do a nice job. Michael Brantley has been hitting well above a 350 for this bunch. You've got Kyle Tucker hitting above a 300 as well. You can't expect that Jordan Alvarez stays as cold as he's been. He, Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman, all hitting below a buck fifty here in the series. And also a little bit of a factor here is the fact that we've seen some rainy weather and some colder conditions the last two days. It seems like the weather is going to be a little bit nicer. It's going to be a tad bit warmer, so that should help the ball jump a little bit more. So I do think that the inline Rays are going to be able to generate some runs. So this is going to be a total in which if it's a nine or lower, I'm going to be taking a look at the over nine and a half or higher. Going to be taking a look at the under but I do think that with Valdez being as dominant as he has been on the road, this is going to be a spot in which I'm going to be 
targeting the Astros money line unless if it really gets up past a minus 135. So that is where I'm looking for game five of the World Series. And that will wrap things up for the Baseball Betting Podcast on this Sunday. Big thanks to Jeff Parles of Beeson for joining me in the last segment. If you like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, the Baseball Betting Podcast with Greg Peterson, you're able to subscribe wherever you hear podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you have one of two ways you offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GUnit underscore 81. Keep in mind letters M. They mean does not matter. So as per usual, please send these into the timeline. And the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're about firing whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via a five-star review. If we do not wind up having a game six, this will be the last podcast that I will be doing. I am thinking that we're going to be getting a game six from my picks, though. So I am, as of right now, planning on talking at you guys once again tomorrow if it winds up being that the Braves have won the World Series. That will not be the case, but regardless, every single day throughout the baseball season that we do have games, I'll be coming at you. So plan on me coming at you once again tomorrow as long as we get the result that I just handicapped in. I appreciate you tuning in today. Thank you so much.